welcome to Bunda Vista episode 198. Our week-long quest to replace Ben, who was lured by a hunter into a snare by leaving a book entitled Bisexual Bigfoot. Uh, none of us can reach him to cut him down, so he's going to be up there for a while. Uh, that only leaves one option, a little show we like to call The Benchula. I'm your host, Theo, and I haven't watched a single reality TV show since the first season of The Australian Big Brother. Uh-huh. We have a big brother where we'd spend the week stripping away the privacy of the contestants, getting to know their personalities and relationships. Uh, then at 10pm, uh, they're like, yeah, all right, uh, it's, it's, we know what you want. It's time for you to jack off. It's jack off time. <laughs> it's jack off time. Uh, and that was on the same channel with the same host, Big Brother After Dark. You remember that? Where it's like, mm. hey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's check out what Hot Dogs has to say about hey, it. Hey, one of them's got a really big dick. I remember there being a different host for the Jack Off Hour, but I maybe was, not. I thought it was still Gretel Colleen. Maybe. I mean, the woman's got range. She could do she it all. <laughs> so, sure. Uh, just somberly kind of on, on, big, on uh, big, uh, big Brother After Dark, like shaking her head at the uh, at the turkey whipping incident. <laughs> Boys. That, was a, that was a national scandal. I, national was, scandal. Yeah. I recall that, that, that the Prime Minister waited on that. <laughs> I could have that wrong, but I, I have a memory that like that, that somebody asked the PM what what he thought at the time. Yeah. And he was, was not for it, which is no, good. There wasn't yeah. a lot going on at that time. For us uh, foreign listeners, there was a turkey slapping incident on our Big Brother program. I think you're going to need to go further than that, Lucy, because I think turkey slapping is... is Dig in, is, is, is also an Australianism. <laughs> is, is it? Well, yeah. whatever Americans well, well, call hitting well, someone in the face with your penis... Which is like it's it was it's maybe funny. it's just an Australian thing. It's one, <laughs> of those, it's one of those things where like I think at the time it was like at the time I feel like there was debate about it. Yeah, which yeah. is so strange to me because it's it's quite textbook sexual assault. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I believe uh, I believe the person who did it on the show described it as quote mucking around yeah right and i, uh. and I yeah and i remember that we we as a nation kind of grappled with that we were like is it just mucking around? is it fine to sexually assault <laughs> someone who can say what a show what a program what a is, show. is the issue doing it on tv and can i also confirm uh the incident caused big brother up late to be canned for good <gasps> really with then prime minister john howard calling for the entire show to be cancelled <laughs> <laughs> right Grappling with the big issues like, in Australia. At least he was on the right side of history about that. Like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> the guns Forever and the turkey war. slapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember also Howard being asked about the episode of The Simpsons where they go to Australia, mm-hmm. which was like crazy big news for us uh, over in Australia. And I remember him being like upset about it and, and uh, with some like with some morning program like on radio saying something. And I remember thinking this is not a great moment for our nation. <laughs> it's it's so weird that like currently Australia occupies the ending of uh, the movie The Prestige and spoiler alert to whoever cares about Christopher Nolan movies, but just where sure. our prime ministers are just being completely, like, continually <laughs> murdered and then replaced from, like, a teleport device. But yeah. John Howard was, like, the... He was he was prime minister through my entire childhood. I was in yeah. year seven when that Australian uh, Simpsons episode came out because I sure. remember being incensed because I was, like, a, <laughs> this horrible little year seven kid being like, well, actually, uh, <laughs> America has corporal punishment and we don't, so actually not not funny and then he's Whack. still he's still fucking prime minister during big brother turkey slap incident <laughs> yeah. which was like i was I, I remember that because i was like high in someone's basement talking to <laughs> talking about it like 2 a.m and yeah. there's like a lot of years in between those two mm-hmm. do you know what points. i think about john howard which is really unfair when I said this on Twitter, I included Julia Gillard because he didn't want people to get angry at me. But I, I don't. I, I think she she doesn't count in this. In that, I think he's the last prime minister for whom being prime minister didn't ruin their life. It just just pulled the ripcord. Like, bite. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Gone. You know what I mean? Like every single person. Well, I, I, I Gillard maybe not, but I kind of think so has had their life ruined by being the Australian Prime Minister. Every single person. Yeah. I wonder if that's anything to do with, like, um, maybe that's sort of the point where we can demarcate, like, different approaches to it, in that clearly for people like Julia Gillard and, like, even Tony Abbott and stuff like that, they're they're people who have had this expectation that they would continue to have some kind of public life afterwards. 
Like they, you know, they would continue to be like ambassadors for things yeah. and yeah. public faces of stuff while everybody goes fuck off we but all I think fucking hate you there. I think Yolanda has in some ways done that I think she's like of all the people she's just been like okay well I'll just do my own thing um, I mean I think it it also helps as, as I think former guest on the show J.R. Hennessy has said it helps that Tony Abbott has no inner life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just yeah, that's he, right. he just goes back to his glass tank <laughs> like between I, interviews. I think if he does have a sort of inner monologue, it's like a Pokemon where he just says his own name over <laughs> and over again. Tony Abbott. Tony Abbott. <laughs> Licking his own eyeballs. How are you guys? It's Mother's Day. It is Mother's it's Mother's, Day. It's, it's Australian Mother's Day. I only discovered that there are two at least two different Mother's Days. Americans the same. They got a different Father's Day, I think. Are you serious? What, mm. what the fuck? What the fuck? I think that's right. That doesn't that's, seem right. That's it's like how there's two kind of billions. That to me is just it's weird stuff. It's 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 one of the th- I, whenever we I think, decide on the billions, it's a number. Like you can't you can't, <laughs> you can't disagree have on a number. Here. It's a number. It was like, oh, you know, Americans have a different nine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whenever I think about this, I uh, I get really incensed. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm Ben Jenkins. Yeah, so um, <laughs> you we are of course there? here. We are of course here with our next, and that's been the Big Brother riff. <laughs> great, great job. Yes, and we are of course here with our next potential Ben. Ben Jenkins. Hello, hello, Ben. Ben, the pressure is on. We need to make a decision. Uh, we need a new Ben for this yeah. week. <laughs> this week only. Then we'll be back to the old Ben because I think he'll have slimed his way out of the uh, hunter's snare. Yeah, he emits uh, a uh, he emits a kind of uh, gooey slime when he's yeah. distressed. So uh-huh. I think he can probably. <laughs> we can, you can rely on him being back. Yeah, and a and a pheromone like those caterpillars to kind of scare away attackers. <laughs> uh, so I'm the second Ben. I'm the second Ben you've had. With well, the third Ben, including the original Ben, the OG yeah. Ben. Yeah. Um, are we just going to prestige this? Like, are there going to be just rows of, of tanks of, of former Ben, <laughs> Ben, on this podcast host? No, I think we kept the original Ben, and the you're you're sort of like um, Ben MK two and MK three in the tanks at okay, the great. sort of end of uh, Alien Resurrection. Is it and possible so that this could end with me not in a tank? Is the, that no, something well, that I can this request? Will, this will end with you kind of moaning kill me uh-huh. uh, and then we'll put you out of your misery with a mm. gigantic flamethrower or whatever it is that's nice yeah yeah well you know it is nice my, i do want that for you my wife has <laughs> has her mother's day presents like that's fine that's <laughs> yeah. done sorted and when we're done with the flamethrower what's left straighten the tank yeah it's straighten good, the tank good. we'll put the put the remnants back in there no no you can you may come out of this alive but um <laughs> how do you feel about being able to talk about uh, Bigfoot's asshole, uh, uh-huh. read a bunch of shipping reports without making any jokes, sure. uh, and also being the legal representative of our continuously defamatory podcast. All of this sounds terrific. Okay. Well, I'd, we'll see how it goes. I'd love to do that, plus Tank. Mm-hmm. You guys had Ben Russell before, who people often confuse us uh, because we're both Ben's uh, in comedy who are short and kind of look the same. I think. Yeah. I think we. I think we. Mm-hmm. I think we look similar. It is nice that you guys, one grew a mustache and one didn't. That was a completely <laughs> conscious decision to well, yeah. discern because the I, two oh, of you. Theo, if I wanted to grow a mustache, I could do it overnight. Yeah, yeah, me you know, That's the important <laughs> thing. I I have to admit. Um, when yeah when i had seen a few sketches with ben russell in them sure. not too long ago and yeah. i like just in passing and i thought oh has ben jenkins grown a mustache <laughs> and uh and earlier this week ben said i have booked two bens for the show uh-huh. ben jenkins and ben russell and i looked at a photo of ben russell and i went wait ah, a minute that's a different wait guy. a minute <laughs> yeah you're like holy shit this is going to be on the exam i'm going to oh, fuck this <laughs> yeah this yeah. has happened before but in a really great way where there's this i won't name them but there's this quite unhinged comedian um <laughs> who i've had very few dealings with on twitter but like once i think he was like i think he was going uh naz over like some thing for being muslim um and i i kind of jumped in and was like shut the fuck up or something i can't remember what it was but like he was like it, i think it was one of those like horrible things where like there had been a terrorist attack and this comedian was just like what do you think about that naz and it was like i imagine he's not Ugh. thrilled about this like it was anyway <laughs> it was really bad so i told him to get fucked but that's like the only interaction that we've had and then one night ben russell was at the um the comedy festival festival club having a <laughs> lovely beer and this comic came up and tried to fist fight him <laughs> 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 he was me 
it really escalated like to the point where like Ben was like, I'm going to have to fight this guy. And then he was like, no, no, wait. Because he said something about like, oh, you're fucking on there on Twitter all the time. And Ben Russell was like, I'm not really on Twitter. Oh, fuck. I know what's happened. <laughs> um, and they parted ways like relatively amicably. <laughs> Yeah, he's oh like, God. you want that guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was safely in Sydney. That happened to me once uh, as a teen. I was I was out on the town with me mates. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we were in some, like, nightclub, and this guy has come up to me and gone, right, you're fucked. <laughs> and I went, huh? And he was, like, with a group of guys, and uh-huh. they all looked very intent on doing violence to me. Sure. And... Uh, and then my friends saw this and also came over and immediately started sizing these guys up. Uh-huh. And I went, just one second. <laughs> what's going on? And the guy what's went... What's the deal? Yeah. And he, went, and he went, you've been fucking with our friend, Bruce. And I said, am I Bruce or is the other guy Bruce? <laughs> I, I'm not Bruce. I don't know a single person in the world called Bruce. The, the shark in Finding Nemo was called Bruce. Yep. Could they have been referring to the shark from Finding Nemo? Maybe. I don't Did think the ask? movie was out then, so probably not. <laughs> and, and I asked for clarification, and uh, we quickly came to the understanding that I was not the person uh-huh. that this guy thought I was. And he said to his friends, oh, it's okay, it's, it's the wrong guy. And they just bought it off. And we all just went off in their own, about yeah. our evenings. Because you know? the danger is that when they get the when they anger up the blood, they have to fight somebody. <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. Well, fortunately, yeah. it wasn't me. On yeah, that evening. strange. Why you all have strange behaviours? <laughs> well, Andrew, Andrew reset the karmic scales of this, of course, because um, oh, quite no. recently uh, yes. his wife said that guy with the hat on over there is hitting on me or, or oh, whatever. Yes. And Andrew just went straight up to him, <laughs> fucking slapped him, and it was the wrong guy. It was the wrong guy. Oh my god. That was terrible. Uh, any, anyway, we can't go into that again because it's uh, 12 minutes and we haven't yeah. got to the same article. I'm also here with Lucy uh, <laughs> and she's holding her golden rose or whatever. whatever ah, yes, whatever the classic it is. golden rose uh, on the will, <laughs> will she Will she offer it to the single contestant? <laughs> I'm uh, confused on the rules of this program. Look, it's real clear to me, but we don't have time to go over them. Lucy, what do you need from a replacement Ben McClay? What really... Would seal what? the deal for replacing our dear boy Ben. I'm just more into I'm into quantity over quality, you know. Sure. More, bends. more Bens is what I'm after. Okay. <laughs> we need to organise an all Ben episode. To, <laughs> to... I probably have less mass than Ben McClay. So I certainly have less beard and less <laughs> hair. Yeah. So pound for pound, I'm I'm the lesser Ben, but more concentrated, concentrated Ben. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like what we're all looking for is more of a multiplicity kind of situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as many Bens as possible. Yeah, at, we'll get, uh, we'll get you, times. we'll get Ben um, uh, Ben Russell, uh, dear boy Mc- Ben McClay, and Ben Williams, who apparently won the first season of Big Brother. What? Perfect. Yeah. Get him on. Get, get him, him on. on. Whoever, whoever he is now. If you can book him. If we if can book can, him. If can. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if we, uh, we can afford the fee. Yeah. Uh, and finally, of course, is Andrew sitting facing away from us in his massive swivel chair, uh, which is very rude. Uh, Andrew, what would make you turn your chair around for bed and keeping in mind this is an audio medium so it doesn't really matter? Are we mixing this up with like the X Factor at this no, point? No, what is this? Is very this is clear a voice in my riff. Mind. It's the Benchula. At some point, I am going to turn around and announce the special ingredient of the episode. Yes, that's right. With tears <laughs> running down your face. <laughs> Did I tell you guys that I've worked in reality before? I've worked no. on two reality shows. It was when Ooh. Moses was just born. He was like a newborn. And, uh, that's, a, that's a perfect combination for great <laughs> mental health. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, needed, we needed work. Like, we needed money because Anya wasn't working. She yeah, was and on... babies are fucking expensive. Oh, man, they like, they like rubies and gold. And... <laughs> yeah, I worked on, I've, I've, worked on, uh, I've worked on two of them. And they're, uh, I don't think I could do it full time because I think it would, it would destroy my mind. But it's, they're super interesting. The people who the people who who produce reality are like really smart in an incredibly specific way. Um, it's like 
trying to think of an analogy where it's like it's some imagine someone who's like the best in the world at like darts or something like it's just they've 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 min maxed (laughs) (laughs) they've like min maxed their uh their skill sheet to like anyway they're just they're really smart in a really specific way and they're experts in human frailty is what i discovered oh that's Um, upsetting that's a skill you want to have yeah, it's really interesting. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's, that's, that's the workplace. That's yeah. the workplace. <laughs> uh, why do they call it reality TV when it's all fake? That's Goodness, yeah, they, they should Good call question. it unreality TV. <laughs> oh, they should, you know. They should. Uh, so that's right. Only fifteen minutes in, and we have managed to introduce <laughs> Ben Jenkins mm, from right, Freedom of Good Home. Have, better, have a better thing to do on Mother's Day. On Mother's Day. <laughs> Not on Mother's Day. Uh, let me let me say the name of this podcast: The <laughs> Freedom it's of fine. Good Home. Freedom of Good oh. Home. Freedom <laughs> of Good Home. Talking. That, is, that is the name of my podcast. That is the name of the podcast that uh, I do, not the one that you do. That is terribly true. Uh, so, <laughs> seeing as you are sitting in on this edition of The Benchler to see how you go on our regular segments, yeah. uh, let's start you off with an edition of Scam Watch. Warning, warning. Someone has successfully or unsuccessfully attempted a scam and must be judged. This is Scam Watch. Hey, it's Scam Watch. That's where we check out some scams and then we grade the scams. Let me please explain the grading system to you, Ben. Please. Uh, so we have kind of a three three sliders, maybe on a on a zero to ten Likert scale kind of thing, you know? Sure. Um, so the first is who's the victim of the scam? Is it a sure. victimless scam, like okay. say you're just stealing from an insurance company? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, or is there v- very clearly <laughs> a victim yes. that shouldn't be the victim? Uh, then there's like how original the concept is, and sure. like how how uh, how bold you have to be to attempt it. Mm-hmm. And finally, there was the execution. This is a third uh, criteria that we've added okay. recently. How successful you were. In attempting to do this thing. Okay. So I was doing my trolling for scams recently and uh, was thinking, who are the kind of people who would fall for scams? And luckily, there's a new word going around town and that word is crypto. Oh, yes. Do you own any crypto, Ben? I own zero crypto. Beautiful. That is a requirement for being If you gave me (laughs) a day, a whole day, and and, and said you don't have to do anything (laughs) but attain cryptocurrency, just like one cryptocurrency mm-hmm. i would not be able to do it i don't think with a whole day wouldn't even know where to start wouldn't know where to start well this guy knew where to start uh so this is from the abc when jonathan his name has been changed due mm-hmm. to i assume being very embarrassed mm-hmm. uh when jonathan stumbled across an instagram account flaunting huge profits from cryptocurrency he thought he'd struck a gold mine oh jonathan you fool <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quote, I ended up messaging the person and then she went on this long spiel about Bitcoin mining and how it's really profitable. The mm-hmm. 23-year-old mm. said. He's 23. No doubt she's like a hot lady picture. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell me more. The strategy, he was told, could produce eye-watering returns of 50% per month. That's, that's a good return, guys. That is a good mm. return. Yeah. I was, uh, I was reading a different article about one of these scams and it was talking about like the... The math of when people are now. I'm not going to get into the math, Theo, but the math of uh, when somebody's promising like this level of return. They were talking about how like if you put you know five dollars into it, then it would be uh, several billion dollars like within <laughs> six years, and that's good money. That yeah, good that's money. good money, guys. Think of all the stuff you could buy for a billion dollars. Uh, he was initially skeptical, so in late that's 2017, good. he sent. Fi- <laughs> He sent $50 in Bitcoin as a test. A month later... Good instincts, Jonathan. He was sent back his $50 (laughs) along with another $30 of so-called profit. Mm. That's over over 50%. It is. Now, yeah, when when you get back that $30, you immediately think to yourself, that's it. I'm all in. Yeah. Yep. So he sent hundreds of dollars, then thousands. Uh Uh-huh. Then he started telling friends and family who sent even more money. Uh. Quote, one of my best mates sold his car for $10,000 and put all that money in and it disappeared, Jonathan <laughs> said. Oh, oh boy. Whoopsie. Uh, I put a few thousand dollars in myself and one of my other mates put in about $5,000. When the mm-hmm. scammer had all our money at the same time, 
That's when she disappeared. That's mm. good timing from the good scam, time. I have yeah, to say. That's, that is good timing. Yeah, when you have all the money, that's when you go. You can't go earlier no. because then you have none of the money. So she's played it well. You can't, you can't give him back his $50, give him $30 of your money and then cut and run. That's no, not that's, a good scam. This is, this is scamming 101, people. So execution-wise, we're, we're really... Uh, we're hitting a we're hitting a one hundred here, one thousand home run. Yeah. yeah, in terms of how she's, I mean, I don't know if this is the end of the scam, but in terms of how she's pulled this off, because also I don't know. It sounds to me like she didn't even say have to say like tell your friends. Like it seems to be yeah, like he did it. She, she stumbled upon like the most perfect rube. Yeah, who like actually started scamming on her behalf, and he's just immediately gone like fired up WhatsApp. Made yeah. a group and going, hey, you guys, uh, you won't, you won't believe this, but yeah. there's a wallet inspector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, name He's- the group chat, the Future Billionaires Club. And, uh, <laughs> all, yeah. In terms of execution, that is good return on thirty dollars. That's that, that's more than fifty percent return on her thirty dollars. That's true. So- <laughs> she is she is making great returns. She just wasn't quite clear about where it was going. Yeah, that's all. Mm-hmm. Um. But on that note, uh, it says... But you all might up, get the money back, right, Andrew? Well, let's see. Mm. All up, Jonathan and his friends lost more than $20,000 to the scam. Fuck. And that's what one guy did half of that too. Mm. It's caused immense stress and embarrassment, and some of his friends still don't talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, you don't, you don't have to tell the news about this, man. Like, <laughs> No. Yeah, you don't have to. This is my, my favorite thing about any scam that is in the news is the part where somebody has gone to the news to tell them about this crazy thing that's happened to them because they think that yeah. everyone else would yeah. do the yeah. same yeah. thing. Yeah, and then everyone's exactly. like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Listen, listen, I'm a fucking moron, and they're like, go on. <laughs> if I can just prevent one fucking moron from doing what I did. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's sad. Or maybe it's like he's trying to own it, like get it off his chest, like feel maybe. better, empower so then himself. His friends will like him again. To be fair, that's their fault too, though. You know, can't blame yeah. him. My therapist told me something that was like genuinely mind blowing recently, <laughs> where like I was telling her, I was like, I think I like feel like I need to tell people everything because if I don't, I think it's like shameful if I'm not telling people stuff. Hmm. And she was like, Did you know that there is a difference? between something being private and something being shameful. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, things can just be private, dude. A weight lifts off your shoulders, yeah. finally. <laughs> Masturbation has become fun again. <laughs> I really feel like, I, I feel like there will, will be at least one listener to your podcast who will be we'll like, go, oh, my oh, my oh my God. Oh my God. But we, maybe this is actually the fucking moron thing again. <laughs> we've talked about this though before on these scams where a guy was like, you know, I think it was the classic like a, a hi-fi fell off the back of a van kind of scam or whatever. And this guy sure. went immediately to, like you said, like he's immediately gone to the to the news and was like, hey, I just, if one person, yeah. uh, if I can say one person from falling for this incredibly fucking obvious scam. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think what's that, that the- might have been the guy who was, um, that might have been the guy who got pulled over in traffic by a stranger who said, I'm a fashion designer designer and I I have all of these fancy leather jackets that I have to get rid of today. Given you guys have a regular Scam Watch segment, I I wonder if this has come up before, but I heard something really interesting about the Nigerian scams once because I used to work on a show that that had a scammy sort of section on it. We didn't scam people. We we, (laughs) we told people about scams and how to avoid them. So I, I did a lot of kind of scam research and I found this really interesting thing about, especially about the Nigerian scams, where when you see a scam and you're like, fucking hell, this is so obvious in its scamminess. A lot of the time that's a feature, not a bug because it's, oh. yeah, because it's a kind of auto filter um, in that you only get the dumbest people yeah, and you don't waste sense. your time with anybody who's going to like not deliver at the end because scams are kind of labor intensive you have to kind of nurture them like a garden and you don't want to do all that work before somebody's like wait a minute there's no wallet inspector so like (laughs) it's 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 just it's deliberately shit to only select the most credulous rubes available Mm. now that does sound like a good good program ben um if listeners want to check that out uh what (laughs) what frequency do they set their uhf antenna to (laughs) (laughs) You can get it on wax cylinders. <laughs> this guy does actually go into the uh, the aspect that you were talking about earlier, which was he says, like, 
yeah, I felt bad afterwards because I basically became a recruiter yeah. for this lady. I went out and I like told all my friends about it and told them how mm. great it was. He made a testimonial video for her. Oh, shit. <sighs> it says, for victims like Jonathan, it's almost impossible to get money back. Uh, when I went to the police, they basically said, you've only lost $20,000. We know people who've lost millions, they yeah. said. Thanks. Cla- classic police. Yeah. And we're definitely going to do something about we're gonna it. We're going to think about that. We'll get back to you. I, I just, it's such a, like, standard feature of the police oh, to say, yeah. Yeah. so someone stole $20,000 from yep. you and... And I'm taking this down on my invisible typewriter. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fuck. But it is, it, I mean, like, he, he can't get the money back. It's impossible. Like, mm. you know, the, the one Never. thing that we, we used to be able to tell people is, like, you can do a chargeback sometimes, but, like, that's why scammers don't use PayPal. <laughs> I was, um, so I was reading this week about, um, about multiple people who have been scammed in the process of buying a Tesla. Has oh, anybody yeah. else heard about this? No. No. So. Victimless crime. Yeah. <laughs> Great target. <laughs> There's, there's a few people uh, in this story from the ABC and they're talking about how they, they bought a Tesla. And, and they're like $100,000, aren't they? More than that. Right. Um, they've bought a Tesla and they have to like order them online because uh, they don't have showrooms everywhere, you know, and there's a big yeah. backlog of people waiting to buy them. And so these people have been finally have been told, hey, your car's come in. And what Tesla does is they send you like a PDF invoice in your email and say, pay for this car now. Uh huh. So you're supposed to take those bank details and just bank transfer like $130,000 to Tesla. And so what happens with this form of scam is... It's a good uh, one. Somebody... Yeah, so somebody intercepts the email, yeah, I love, changes is- the banking details and just sends it on. And yeah, so yes. you get an email from Tesla with your invoice that says pay this thing and you just drop this money straight into someone else's bank account. And then when you tell Tesla about it, they say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> might, might, they might send you a funny meme. What they money? say, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think also like in terms of like that kind of self-selecting thing that we were talking about before, have you noticed that like most... A lot of Twitter scams for um, like directed at people doing crypto stuff is like very clearly directed at Elon Musk fans. Yes, yeah, yes. because they are the most credulous oh, groups on the planet. Like scammers have clearly yep. worked out. Oh, these are the these are the dumbest people because they like Elon Musk and they swallow. <laughs> S- sorry, what, yeah, what fertile, fertile grounds? grounds. Exactly. Um, and I, I wonder. What I mean, I don't think grounds, like, yeah. Tesla drivers are the same as Elon Musk freaks, but like, there's obviously crossover there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Is he hosting SNL as we speak, guys? Oh, Could I be watching God. Elon Musk on SNL instead of talking to you, Chucklefox? <laughs> so, something really funny for once. Because that's going to be epic <laughs> bacon, you guys. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know if this guy was attempting to trade Dogecoin on Instagram, but he says, sure. in hindsight, Jonathan admits that there were red flags. Sure. <laughs> yep. But... While the profits were flowing in, he couldn't bring himself to believe he was being duped. What, is that is that the, the thirty dollars? No, I I assume they go. So with I mean Ben probably knows more about this than me. But with your with your classic kind of Ponzi scam, the the, the it starts off as yeah. you know big returns on small investments, and then they'll kind of start trickling the returns from the big investments, and then they'll start getting later and later yeah. as the kind of bottom layer starts to dry up. Um, so it, would there's, there's a lot of would, carrot and stick going on here. Sort of that this guy got more than thirty dollars before he started recruiting his friends and making testimonial videos. <laughs> like you, you, you've got to assume that there there were some more returns. You're right. <laughs> there you go. Hey, is there a way? This sounds like I'm running a Ponzi scheme, but. <laughs> Is there a way that anybody can, like, stick the landing on a Ponzi scheme? Because to me, it just seems like you just do it and then you go to jail. Like, it doesn't seem like there's any way to yeah. extricate yourself from it. Like You have to cut, like yeah, this, like yeah. this. you have to cut and run. You have to be able to, um, and, and the problem is, I think a lot of people don't go into it. Like, you take yeah. the classic Ponzi scheme, the Bernie Madoff, right? I don't, he didn't necessarily go into it with yeah. the concept of constructing a Ponzi scheme whereas now yeah he kind kind of of started just being like oh I'll pay out some stuff from the investments because it's like yeah it's like if you gave Gil like 
tens of yeah. billions of dollars, right, to, Im- to yeah. invest. And poor old Gil's just doing his best, right? Like, and people are like, I want my returns. It's like, oh, well, you know, where am I going to find this money? And then eventually, you know, you go to jail, like you say. But Have you yeah. guys read The Glass Hotel? No. It's Emily St. John's new book, and it is so good. And it's she's, she's the person who wrote uh, Station Eleven. Uh, and it's all about a, like a, a big part of it is about a Ponzi scheme, and that's reading that book made me understand um, what Ponzi schemes are and how simple they are. <laughs> it's it's literally just you give someone money and they keep it. Like that's honestly what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's the old like just. Well, I've got some numbers yeah. there, and I want them to be over there. So I'm just gonna kind of yeah. It's take great. This money I do have another a, example in here of uh, a Ponzi scheme with not enough layers. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> well, we'll let's let's move forward to that one. So, uh, but closing out, Jonathan says there were some red flags. For example, at one point while using a web service to transfer his cash to Bitcoin, Jonathan got a phone call querying why he was raising his daily limit. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan, you sound like a real idiot. Hey, you're being hey. scammed over there. Quote. I was talking about it with the guy there, and he was trying to convince me it was a scam. That is a red flag. That is a red flag. When yes, the Jonathan. bank when the bank calls you and says you yeah. are currently being scammed, and you yeah. say you don't understand, you don't know what you're talking about. Scam right now. I, think I, know I would say- know if I was being scammed by a lady on Instagram that's getting me to sell Bitcoin. Hey, you guys! <laughs> I just realised I I somebody tried to scam me yesterday. Oh. Do you want to rate this scam and yeah, maybe sure. maybe yeah. tell me like what you think's going on here? Because I. I can't work out what their angle is. So I got, an, I got a message from just a random mobile phone number and it says your order and then it has an order number and then it says oh. amount uh, $3,969 for a Canon EOS R6 camera at Amazon was successful. Contact us on this number, which is a... What's 08? Is 08 Perth? 08 is uh, Adelaide. Adelaide. It's an Adelaide number for dispute. So obviously it's like trying to make me think that somebody's using my account. It's, what do you it, think happens it, when I call I, that I number? Think, I think it would be that someone would get on the phone and say, oh, yeah, okay, what, you didn't buy the $3,000 camera? Well, that's been charged to your card. We just need all your financial institution uh, details yeah. and we'll sort it right out for you. Exactly I think boomers it. would fall for that one. Oh, it's a good one. It's, oh, I, mm. I got a text message the other day that was, um, that was like, hey, your delivery... Uh, your delivery has been received or is en route or whatever from this courier service. Here's the tracking. Yeah, number. I got this one. Yep. Uh-huh. And and I was like, I don't remember ordering anything. And you follow the tracking number and it goes to a website that looks for all the world like a... It looks really yeah, good. Like, it's a DHL one. Yeah, like a, yeah. Like a DHL tracking service and everything. Yeah. And it says, yep, yeah, we've got this package and it just has a package number. It doesn't have any details about it. Um, we've got your package here and everything. What do you want to do with it? We can leave it at a, a like we can send it to a depot for you to pick up, <laughs> or you can just pay three dollars to have it couriered to you. That's mm. it's a great scam because it's not greedy. That's they're just so, getting three dollars. That is so genius. funny because I just realised that's happened to me. I didn't realise I was being scammed, but I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't care about this package. <laughs> just, so I just, I just was like, ah, oh, there's just gonna be a package sitting somewhere. I don't care what it is. Too hard. Too hard. That's your well, problem. Now. I, I definitely thought to myself because um, I don't order enough shit online sure. to be to be like, what package? Yeah. Um, I just immediately like searched Google for the tracking code, and it was like nothing. Um, and then I googled uh, text message delivery and it auto completed to scam yeah (laughs) okay um how about this one though i like this one uh so this is from chroniclelive.co.uk experts are warning of a new scam which might be hard to spot even for the more wary that's because it works by warning people that they have been the victim of a scam ah yeah beautiful scamception uh it uses the branding of the chartered trading standards institute who have recently been warning people of frauds with many of their warnings reported on by publications including chronicle live mm-hmm. uh the organization says a phony letter bearing ctsi branding informs the recipient that insurance scammers have been caught and that the recipient should fill in a creditor's debt form as part of a bogus compensation scheme so i think this is in the same realm as uh as what you were just describing. Yeah, yeah. You, you tell someone that they've been ripped off and you're going to give their money back to them. That's smart. I think that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's smart. In terms of just- originality, I'm giving that like an eight or a nine. To return to the... 
Can I score the first one or do we do that later? No, no, let's 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 score the first one. Okay, in terms of in terms of execution, ten yep. out of ten. Like you ten, could not ten ten. could not have done it better. Got off clean. In terms of the victim, I do feel for him. Um but I feel like he had a lot of like a lot of opportunity to pull up. I th- I think when you I think when you have been phoned by the bank to be informed yeah. that you are being scammed and you willingly say to the news afterwards, well, <laughs> I was just too greedy for those crypto dollars. Yeah, yeah. To see. So I don't know what I don't know what that does to his score. I think like like to me it's sort of I don't know. I I tend to think that like if you've if you just sort of got five thousand dollars that you can bear to part with. That's true. That's true. And if he had if he had like a a more complicated story, I think he would have uh, told the news that because you you know you go into damage control. Uh, In terms of originality, it gets a big fat one from me because it's one of the oldest scams out there. It's just got crypto. Yep. It's it's just crypto Ponzi scheme. Crypto crypto chain letter. Send a dollar. Exactly. Send a dollar to a smiling happy dude. So that's that. That would be my score of this of this scam on scam watch. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, for the second one, we don't have any examples of people who have been stung by this mm. one, so we can't really say anything about the execution. And also, it I, I think it's definitely one that has the potential to be more likely to scam uh, old people out of their retirement money and that kind of thing. That's mm. true. That's Clean. true because that was that's what always used to make me upset on the checkout. Like because people would get in contact with us and saying like, "Can you cover this scam?" Because I got scammed. It was almost it was almost always old people, and it was almost always like much more than they could afford. That's why I don't really care about Bitcoin scams because I feel like that. That's young people. Really, yeah. I can't, and it's and it's young terrible people. Like yeah. almost almost yeah. by default. So I feel like they're learning a valuable lesson. I think yeah. so. Do you guys own any crypto? No. I. Had yeah, some Dogecoin not. and then I sold it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> you got off the rocket. You got off the rocket. <laughs> so final scam of the day. Uh, this is from news.com.au. Ex-footy player Nick Stevens accused of swimming pool scam. Love this. All right. Uh, so I was reading about this earlier in the week and I asked about it online to, to ask people like, what are you picturing when I say swimming pool fraud? Yeah. Uh, most people, like, I think the most popular response was some variation of uh, the Roadrunner, like, painting a pool onto the ground. <laughs> sure. So what, yeah. what, do you, what do you think of when I say swimming pool scam, Ben? Great, great question. Uh, I think uh, it probably has something to do with saying he's going to build your swimming pool and then not doing that. <laughs> that is the simplest version of that yeah, scam. Right. So, well... Yeah. So, uh, 10 civilian witnesses will be called to give evidence in the case against former Port Adelaide AFL star Nick Stevens, who was accused of a swimming pool scam. Uh-huh. Uh, his case was briefly heard in the Mildura Magistrate's Court on Tuesday in a hearing to set dates for a committal process to test the evidence against him. The former Port and Carlton player is facing seven charges, including five of dishonestly obtaining financial advantage. Okay. So, reading a bit further into this... Uh, on splashmagazine.com.au, which is my is go-to that all, source. Is that all news swimming pool? Uh, pool? Pool and spa news. That's great. So when there's a new kind of um, like pool skimmer that yep. comes out, that's where it drops. Oh, uh, what, what kind of jets you got on that bad yeah. boy, you know? <laughs> Uh, so they said that former AFL player Nick Stevens has been charged with a number of offences related to his Mildura-based swimming pool business. Last, uh-huh. last year, the VBA led an investigation into allegations his business, Leisure Pools Mildura, installed swimming pools without permits and failed to complete work. Uh-huh. The, the allegations included accusations of deception and reports that several customers who paid deposits have been left with incomplete pools... <laughs> As well as debts outstanding to suppliers. I think this is very oh, generous boy. to call this a scam. Me too. Like it's just He's it's just, just bad at his job. It's just fucking sucking at building swimming <laughs> yeah. pools. Like that's, that's this not is a scam. Which I sympathise with. Like oh, I've never completed I think a I thing in my life. But the concept of like absolutely not. Like the concept of like digging a big hole and finishing it I, and doing it to like a timeline. That's just, I mean I, that sounds like a lot of. Stress. I think it's like I don't I don't I don't. I don't claim to know much about this man other than that I don't think he's qualified to build swimming pools. He's a former Port Adelaide player. But I do sympathise with somebody being like, well, how fucking hard can it be? Like, put a hole in the ground, you know what I mean? Like, I like the idea of this guy learning over the course of, like, several years that there's actually a lot to it in terms of building swimming pools. 
Oh he, no. He uh I think he tried to turn Sean Astin's character from Encino Man into a business model. <laughs> and it and it did not work out. That is such a deep cut. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> we we just watched that with our kids recently. Does it hold up? They were like, look at this handsome caveman. Hey, that's George of the Jungle, they said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does, other than Sean Astin's character being like completely irredeemable throughout the movie. Okay. Uh, he spends, he's, a, he's got big hater energy. Okay. He does. Uh, yeah. He does. He he like he hates on uh, everybody who who is like cooler and more popular than. Does him. he hate on Encino Man himself? He does. Oh, he does because well, um because Link the Caveman is swaggy. He uh. he's everybody loves him. He's very popular and just for the simple crime of being himself. Did you guys read that incredible Brendan Fraser interview? Yeah. 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 It has like my favorite moment in any profile of someone where he just stands up in the middle of talking about something really difficult and goes, if you'll excuse me, I've just got to let some arrows fly. And then he walks out of the room, picks up a bow and arrow and just fires some arrows off into the woods. Beautiful. It's unbelievable. It's so good. What a wonderful man. What a wonderful man. Sweet angel. I don't think we deserved Brendan Fraser. So... Uh, I saw some photos from this of people who had been stung with this guy and they have the Encino Man pool in their backyard. He he has basically like rented a, a digger or whatever, dug a hole. Yeah. And then just not done anything else and also... Well, uh, Rain's going to fill that up. So, I mean, yeah. job done. <laughs> like, And I, I assume that he has also just like not paid the bill for renting the, the digger either. Well, that sounds like, yeah, I, it sounds like he's, he owes some contractors money. Uh, so the ABC reports that Stevens has been charged with five counts of dishonestly obtaining a financial advantage, uh, totaling more than $144,000 between June and November 2017. That's, that's he got a, it done quickly, yeah. It's a lot of money to, to reel in in a couple of short months there. That's a lot of pools to half build in a few I months. I want you guys to um, hold in your mind the, the image of what you think former footballer turned pool scam artist is. And then I want you to Google Nick Stevens. Yeah. And I think uh, you will find that. Uh, spot on. It's, it's absolutely spot on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and apparently, um, apparently the main other thing that this guy is known for besides AFL and pool scams, is domestic violence. So no one has to feel bad for him. Oh, no one has mm. to feel bad for him at all. No. Yep. It is alleged that Stevens accepted $3,300 from each victim on the pretense of installing a functioning swimming pool before later collecting much larger sums of between $24,000 and $30,000. So so he said he'd do it for three grand. Is that? No, no. I, I assume that he was saying that he would put pools in for people for like 30 grand. And he was taking a deposit, starting the work and saying, Mm -hmm. oh, I need the rest of that money. And then when he gets the rest of the money, he's like, fucking done. (laughs) Is that how much a pool costs? Pools cost a fucking wild amount of money. Fuck, I feel so bad. Like, I remember when we were kids just like bugging and bugging and bugging my parents. I want a pool. And then they, they did a pool. And then we never fucking used it. <laughs> That's, like, I, I got a seven-year-old and she's just like, when are we getting a pool? When are we getting a pool? And I'm like, we live in Canberra. <laughs> yeah, when are you going to use that? can't use a pool like nine maybe months a, month. a year. <laughs> Three days a year. Yeah. You Three sound, days a year. Is you sound good. crazy right now. Do you know how crazy <laughs> you sound right now, Maeve? <laughs> Every, like, we've, we've lived next to people with pools and it's just like you spend most of the year uh, I, we grew up next to somebody with a pool and we, you spend like most of the year with it either covered up or getting moldy yeah. and full of, yeah, full of shit. And I remember pulling frogs, dead frogs out of the filter <laughs> in, there in, our, in our pool. Possibly one of the reasons why I didn't really use, like, use it very much. Maybe, maybe. What did, well, what did Maeve get uh, your partner for Mother's Day? Uh, oh, God. Um, so they, they went to the, there was like a Mother's Day stall at the school fair. Oh, I remember that, yeah. She has. I don't remember her school. I wasn't there. No, but I remember no. when I when I was there <laughs> and at school. Um, so she has. Well, hopefully she can't hear because uh, she hasn't received it yet. Uh, some kind of like very very gaudy uh, like china mug with a coaster. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that. Very floral pattern kind of thing, and a plastic rose in a tube. That's Aww, beautiful. That's lovely. Mm. Whereas I would say that Finn has not gotten a fucking thing for Wow. Kate Mark. How old's Finn? 
He is seven months old. Oh, well, that's no excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Moses got Anya some lovely La Crusade things. He got her what is called a salt pig, which I didn't... uh, I called one of Anya's friends. I was like, what should I get Anya for Mother's Day? She said, get her a salt pig. Easy, Uh, salt pig. Easy. I'll just be googling that immediately. <laughs> a salt pig, you guys, is a little is a little uh, little container that salt goes in. Yeah. And you keep it next to the uh, oven or the stove, and you use it to season. It's it's a salt holder, guys. It's a it salt holds holder. salt. Okay. It holds salt. <laughs> salt hole. Salt yeah. hole. I guess basically a pool scam is just to tell someone that you will build a pool and then and take you the don't money build and. A pool. It's yeah. ingenious. Pretty boring. Don't, don't, don't like the scam. In terms of execution, though, like, yeah, he's in trouble. But until he wasn't, you got to hand it to him. (laughs) He scammed a lot of people out of out of pool money. I think he he is missing that layer of anonymity that the uh, Instagram crypto scammer gets by being a well known local celebrity. Yes, (laughs) that's true. That is true. It's harder Uh, to cut and run when you used to play for Port Adelaide. Yes, scamming people in your local neighbourhood. Uh, Very foolish. They're idiots. probably they're probably going to be able to get zero out of ten. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job. But you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. Moving on from there, we we received uh, a message from, uh, from our patron Sakari mm-hmm. uh, who said, Hey, I thought you might enjoy this news. And they were right. <laughs> We're, we're going to look at a few pranks here. And in many ways, a prank is a, a scam of the heart. Absolutely. Mm. It's a scam of emotions. Yeah. You know? mm. What is a scam but a prank continuing? <laughs> <laughs> Finan- a prank going professional. It's a financial prank, yeah. Uh, so he said in, uh, they sent in this article, uh, Iraq bans terror prank TV shows. Excuse me? Really good. Wise move. Wise Pardon? Move. This is from the BBC, right? (laughs) Okay. Two Iraqi TV shows that sparked outrage by pranking celebrities with fake suicide vests and staged kidnappings have been suspended. I love this. Oh, my God. I'm just picturing, like, an Iraqi version of, like, Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) (laughs) But but if Ashton Kutcher was, like, doing a fake (laughs) 9-11 on, on, like, Tom Cruise. (laughs) Funny funny story, uh, the first episode of Punked, that they mm. did. It had a different name initially, uh, but they the, the one of the first things they did on the first episode was a prank that involved like a fake dead body in a hotel room. Yeah, uh, and the people that they did it to said, "Hey, um, you've like done some fucked up trauma to us, and we are suing you." And oh. they said, uh, "Let's change this show and make it about celebrities <laughs> instead." That's Perfect. smart. That is smart. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know how that show is called Punked? Yeah. Mm. Well, these TV shows are called Tony's Bullet <laughs> and <laughs> and Razlan's Shooting. Both great names. Both great names for what sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Nothing like a bit of fun. Uh, in one episode of Razlan's Shooting, an actress passed out in fear after having fake explosives oh, no. strapped to her. Oh, my God. Who, like, who is this? <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> I, I would say if you are kidnapping people, like they say that one of them was a, like a fake kidnapping. If you are kidnapping people, I am assuming you're you're grabbing them and taking them somewhere against their will. In what way is that a fake kidnapping? <laughs> like, you're, You've you're done just kidnapping. kidnapping. <laughs> like, that's uh, just what uh, that is. A kidnapping can be both staged and real. 
Yeah. 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 It's like jokes on you were doing this for a different reason. It's like, well, I don't care. <laughs> like, Which re- reminds me of this um, this British news story I saw the other day. I think it was British, where this guy was uh, robbing a bank in a <laughs> balaclava, right? And uh, he's like, you know, all the money in the bag or whatever. And the bank teller recognised oh, his that. voice. Oh. And, he, and he's like, nah, I was just, I was just joking, eh? Uh, was just, was just- the direct quote from the, from the story was that he pulled off his balaclava and said, I was just messing. <laughs> just messing. <laughs> I was having a laugh. Oh, uh, England, get it right together. Get it together, Great Britain. <laughs> I'm just imagining doing a uh, doing a staged kidnapping and someone being upset afterwards and being like, "Hey, when it comes to comedy, intent matters." You know, like, <laughs> uh, viewers criticize the shows as cruel and tone deaf. Yeah, really, huh. really feels like this kidnapping is really punching down. Uh. Well, <laughs> viewers criticize the shows as cruel and tone deaf, given the constant threat of militant violence in Iraq. Yeah, seems reasonable. Yeah. Another episode of Razland's shooting showed Iraqi international footballer Alam Wahi blindfolded and begging for his life. Wow. Jesus. No, that's just good comedy. All right. So, so, Ben, imagine that you're working on this show. Uh, it's, it's not going great and you're asked for comment. Here's something that you could say. Mm-hmm. Responding to criticism last month, one of the show's writers, uh, Dagam Abu Gif, said, The scenes are harsh, but... If Islamic State had won, artists would have had a far harder life. <laughs> Do you know, I think I'm just going to use that as my like kind of boilerplate response for any criticism that I get for anything I make. Oh, did the terrorists win? Huh? <laughs> oh, I see. Wow, guys. So this sent me down like a, a slight hole here. Mm-hmm. So here's another article from 2017, which is about like where, where this sort of started, right? Sure. Generally associated with Ramadan, TV has become an important part of the Islamic holy month and broadcasters will often commission special programs to draw audiences in as they break their fast in the evening. Prank TV shows have risen in popularity, but have also earned criticism in recent years for taking things too far. Sure. Mm-hmm. Egyptian actor Ramez Galal has established himself as a major TV prankster with a series of programs featuring celebrities in increasingly extreme scenarios. In one edition, he fooled celebrities into believing they were on a sinking ship surrounded by floating body parts and an approaching shark. Now that's funny. That is funny. That is a funny joke to do to somebody. I appreciate the dedication to craft. Uh, where, like, does it say where, where they actually were? Like, no. Like, how, they, how they pulled off this... They That's didn't, a lot they, of production. Yeah. Not, they weren't like on a Universal Studios tour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, in another, victims were locked inside a supposed ancient Egyptian tomb containing right. bats, insects, and a mummy rising from the dead. That love also this. sounds very cool. I would love to prank a celebrity with a mummy. So those, I think that those are like slightly more okay so far. But in 2013, during a program entitled Rames, the Fox of the Desert... Great name. Mm. <laughs> I'm right into that name. Guest celebrities were fooled into believing that the bus they were traveling on <laughs> had been intercepted by militants. Oh, less fun. <laughs> the mock militants pretended to shoot the driver dead. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> and then blindfolded and handcuffed the guests. This is like that Michael Douglas movie, The Game. But mm. it's, a, it's a reality show, which I kind of love. Yeah. Uh, this was aired at a time when Egypt was witnessing a surge in terror attacks. Context matters. Context. It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just Daryl Summers saying, oh, you couldn't get away with that these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cancel cultures made shows where you, uh, where you kidnap a bus of celebrities. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, impossible. Yeah, you you just won't see on TV anymore pluck a duck strapping a child <laughs> to a conveyor belt heading for a furnace. Oh it's God. just they're just not going to be able to get away with it due to political correctness. Can I tell you? I went back and watched some Hey Hey recently because of that whole controversy. Somebody posted like a big thread of it online, mm. and I watched a, a fair bit of it. And what really struck me wasn't how offensive it was, and of course it is. It's like some of the crookest stuff you can imagine. But also just how fucking bad it was. Yeah. Like, it's so lazy. 
It was just a bunch of people with no charisma just fucking about for an hour. It was it was on it's like podcast before podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they crawled so we Yeah, <laughs> honestly, like, there were just like 90% of what people are saying is, "All right, what's next? So, oh, what are we doing next?" Like it's just I think I, I genuinely think that the only thing that would have that would appeal to people about that show was how offensive it was because there's nothing yeah. else there. It's 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 really amazing. Have you? Um, I assume you've seen the movie Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox. Story. I have, yes. You know when that gets to the stage where it's like, uh, it's like the seventies, and his like Johnny Cash stand-in character yeah. has fallen on hard times, and he's doing like uh, variety shows. I with- do. I did only see this mm, movie once mm. at the cinemas. So yeah, there's there's like a whole a whole stage of it where uh, John C. Riley's uh, character kind of a, an amalgamation of Elvis and Johnny Cash and all that sort of stuff. Bit of, there's a bit of Ray Charles in there, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, um, he, so he's in the sort of 70s and he's doing like variety shows and they have disco versions of, of sure. his like old hit songs and everything. Like that, that was a very distinct period in like American television. Sure. Was that kind of like, ah, oh, we're doing variety shows. Yes. We're doing all those sorts of things. They had like laughing and stuff, like those kind of shows. Is that is what you mean? Yeah. And yeah. and also, I guess, just just generally that kind of like just a talk show. Just sure. A, sure, 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 sure. We have people on and we're, we're having fun and yeah. there will be a musical number and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think that like Hey, Hey, It's Saturday was sort of roughly analogous to that sort of thing. But also... You could look at that stage in American TV and say, okay, it's pretty clearly defined. And then they like moved on to making other stuff. Yeah. Whereas I really feel like Australian TV and you can see how this has sort of gone with like particularly non-pay TV in Australia. Uh, Just just like there was, I don't know, a, a limited enough number of channels that there just sort of wasn't any pressure to move any further with a lot of things. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's why, like, most people who made TV in the golden age... Like the 80s and 90s when there was just like so much fucking money. The, the, the reason those people can't make TV anymore, my theory is, is that they made TV when it was literally like, you can watch what I'm making right now or like two other mm. things or you can talk to your shitty kids. Yeah. Like that was honestly, it was so fucking easy to make TV that people watch because they didn't have any options. And so when they're like, oh, I can't make anything now, it's because, yeah, man, you never got good at this because you never had to. That is my theory. Yep. No, 100%. Like, if you went back and watched, um, like, uh, Fast Forward or Full Frontal or, or what have sure. you, which is, like, a cornerstone of Australian comedy and I think, like, what a lot of us yeah. kind of grew up on, that's probably a good 70% of that is bad. Yeah. I will say maybe the exception to this is The Late Show, but then again, I am only think remembering fondly the incredible bits. Mm. It's but a- also, also, The Late Show had a beloved segment where it was just Mick and Tony out on the street being rude to people. Like, that was honestly the whole thing. So that wasn't, like, a lot of effort. It's fucking wild to consider (laughs) that Hey Hey It's Saturday, its initial run was 28 years. That... What? 20... That cannot cannot be be accurate. Are you serious? It ran on the Nine Network from the 9th of October 1971. What? What? No the fuck are you talking about until the 20th of november 1999 that is impossible there was a recess that- in 1978 there were 29 seasons of hey hey it's saturday all hosted by daryl summer there are over 500 episodes of hey hey it's saturday that is so has, yeah has daryl summer's been the the host the whole time because he must be he was the host from the from the 1971 premiere onwards. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm looking at this now because he in 78 he had the Daryl. These people were so young. You just got a TV show that he was 20. He was 20 years old. I I assumed that Hey Hey It's Saturday came on the air when I was just old enough to perceive things. Yeah, uh, and then it ended at some point. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, how about that? <laughs> well, it started off as a children's Saturday morning cartoon show, and oh, then and then, a, and then it merged into a live show. That is, uh, yeah, I can see how that how that happens. People love it when like people love it when children's characters uh, do a swear yeah. or they're naughty, like all the blooper videos for Agro, yeah. where oh. Agro's just like you know being sexually inappropriate to the to the other host but yeah. it's okay cuz there's a puppet there. Do you remember when Agro joined One Nation? That was a that was a weird 
simulation breaking down moment. I what? Feel. Yeah. Agron- hey, do you remember when Pluckaduck joined Islamic State? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? No, Agro joined One Nation. He did. I swear I'm not making this up. <laughs> fuck, maybe I am. Uh, <laughs> I remember I have this really distinct memory of Agro in a One Nation shirt handing out how to vote. So maybe I'm just what? tired. Do you guys remember when Big Bird joined the Ayatollah? <laughs> I'm looking this up. Although Agro One Nation, I, I'm also really... I'm also looking at it right now, and I'm trying to. Ag- Agro's creator Jamie Dunn told Huffington Post Australia that the photo was taken several months ago, and that Agro is definitely not a One Nation supporter. There you go, guys. I've got a photo. It's Agro in a hat. It was written up by a friend of the podcast, I think Josh Butler, and uh, that's the news. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Does he say why he was why he was doing that? Uh, well, it wasn't him. It was somebody. Somebody else had a puppet. Somebody else oh. had a puppet and posted it. Um, okay. Whereas uh, I, I maybe was was he the was he the puppeteer? Can I just yeah? Can I just say yeah? Jamie Dunn was a puppeteer. Can I just say that one of the things that people um, often complain about about Free to a Good Home, which is um, me and Michael Hing's podcast, is that we talk a lot about agro and agro's party. <laughs> so I'm really glad that I've infected this nice podcast with that. That's fine. Uh, yeah, feel free if you are not an Australian listener to look up like uh, hey hey it's Saturday agro possibly agro's cartoon connection yeah mm-hmm. um, or like Dicky knee feel free to look up Dicky knee and then you can see a fun kids puppet just say like oh can I have a look at your pussy to <laughs> female really guests was, on the show it really was single entendre hey Kamal you slur yeah it, but yeah it's absolutely fucking wild how long a show so devoid of charisma and yeah. anything to say and mostly hosted by literal puppets. Because I get I get the Graham Kennedy stuff, right? Like, we're, 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 the industry's too obsessed with him. Graham Kennedy, for international listeners, was like our kind of, um, I don't know, like Johnny Carson or whatever. Um, there is like a mischief and a kind of sense of like chaos to him that's like really enjoyable to watch. If you go back and watch his old stuff, like when he was like doing TV in like the 50s or whatever, it's, it's, it's quite joyful. Well, he's also um, he's also got extreme like Rodney Dangerfield energy as far as like how he looks. So it wasn't yeah. it wasn't just somebody wasn't just a good looking guy who stumbled onto TV. Yeah. No, he's like he's a kind of an odd looking bloke who like was I think a drunk and it kind of comes through. <laughs> um, it's just really fun. One of his like early like I watched was watching an episode because we're we're making something at the moment um, on SBS that that's kind of meant to be an old show like this and so i've been watching a lot of graham kennedy lately and um and he had a great joke which was like whenever i see something that's funny that's like earlier than like 1980 i'm always amazed <laughs> um, but like he's like he start he starts the show and he's like uh ladies and gentlemen uh, uh, thanks for joining us we just had a bomb threat called in um but thankfully fa- thankfully it was a false alarm and then he just explodes it's so good <laughs> <laughs> it's really good comes out with a the suit that's all tattered and he's smoking and it's great <laughs> wonderful well um yeah. lucy has had to abandon us i assume to go and tend to mother's day celebrations uh, oh yeah and i think we're all gonna have to do the same yeah i gotta go uh i gotta this is really bad but uh i gotta go and buy my mother a mother's day present because oh. um well because i was born for, i've got two mother's days to tend to now that's true nobody tells you this when you have a child i think no, i think my mother's out there waiting right now so, <laughs> well, you guys have a lovely Mother's Day, and 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 as Roe McManus would say, say hi to your mums for me. Oh fuck! He would say that, and I'm going to say that in a nice, in a nice way. So Ben, thank you for joining us. Thank you for auditioning. Thank you for appearing on the Benchler. Not at all. Uh, and hit people again. Where can they find more of you? Oh yeah, well, uh, like I say, Freedom of Good Home is a podcast that you can find. It's me and Hing, uh, Michael Hing, uh, going through uh, odd classifieds that we find on Gumtree and elsewhere on the internet. It's been going for a while now, so we've sort of broadened our purview to just text that we just yeah. find text on mm. the internet and read it out. What's the schedule like for that? It's actually it's becoming it's becoming troublingly regular. Um, we we put one out probably every two weeks now. Um, partly because I made a deal with our Patreon people that if we don't put at least oh, two episodes yeah. out, we will just not charge them. Uh, so there's a good incentive there. <laughs> um, 
But also, um, I do Dragon Friends, which is a um, which is a Dungeons and Dragons uh, comedy podcast, and we're doing a show. If you're in Sydney, we're doing a show at the Comedy Store on uh, Wednesday night. If you thought comedy Dungeons and Dragons that doesn't sound lame enough, well, guess what? This one is Star <laughs> Wars themed. This particular. <laughs> This particular episode, we're doing a one-off. It's a special one-shot. Um, we've got legitimate um, stage and screen actor Toby Schmitz joining us on stage, which is very exciting. Uh, and we're going to be doing a Star Wars themed Dragon Friends at the Comedy Store this Wednesday. Wonderful. All right. Yeah. We'll check that out, everybody. And, thank and uh, you I'd like to also oh. give a plug to the mothers of the world. Oh, you can't plug them all. <laughs> That's some MILF Hunter stuff right there. <laughs> But we respect it. Thank you again, Ben. No, thank you very much for having me, guys. And thanks, everybody. Always a pleasure. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Cheers.